my name is Kimberly Fitton, and welcome to this week's episode of Manifesting 101, the podcast, breaking it down so it can forever be broken, all things manifestation, and my specialty is really showing you where manifestation is and where it's at and how those who are believers apply it. I'm living the most limitless life possible by breaking the systems of legalism and religion that keep us believing that poverty is the standard operating procedure instead of the norm it was always supposed to be. Hey, hey y'all know that's what I do. Y'all know that's, that's my specialty. That's how she's brought in. That's what I'm here for. And um, I'm happy to be doing that with you. You can find out more about me at That's right. If you're ever thinking about, Kim, I love all this information, but I need you to hold my hand a little bit in this process, go ahead and schedule a discovery call. Shout out to Concietta, who took her test this week and is doing things. Just so many great things happening with the um, podcast listenership, um, podcast family. Uh, shout out to... D, um, thank you for always like just being a blessing. A shout out to Tamara. Again, ditto for always being a blessing. You guys just are so awesome. Summer and Travis, just really amazing how um, you guys think it means nothing, right? You think it's so little, but those messages, just sharing your world with me, the wonderful, beautiful things that are happening, I'm really grateful for. And so speaking of gratitude, if you're not already um, a part of it, so here's the thing. I really, I don't know how it happened. I guess divinely, right? So the things I say on the podcast, I don't necessarily have space nor the time to say um, on Facebook Live or on Instagram Live. What I do love, though, is that Mind Shift Crew Facebook group where I'm only doing certain things. And like, if you're not a part of that group, you're not going to get what I put in there. Um, it reopened, like, I want to say January 4th is when that opened. And we're starting the self-concept challenge um, where we use the tool that I put in the group um, just yesterday, using that for seven days. And if you use it and you want to share your experience, that group is all about community and just lifting each other up, encouraging. I put tools and tips in there, really have some opportunities to go one-on-one I mean, just enjoy each other. Um, so join. Find me on Facebook. That's only on Facebook for now, guys, until um, we get the Kajabi going and um, we can do some tiered stuff. Um, if you ever want to go deeper and you want to be a part of group mentorship, I have my inner circle, which I'll be ta- talking more about um, in our uh, month of February, our group mentorship. Um that happens February 5th, this, um, the month of February, that's free. Don't miss it. Um, I give some insight on how to access that inner circle and what we'll be talking about for the month of February. And that's just like, um, intimate group mentorship. And as always with each thing that is created, there's different stuff and I get a little bit more intense, but that intimate, um, that inner circle is not open for everybody so it's it's for those that want to take it more seriously but need a support group and are willing to make the investment so there's that um I give gratitude right now for the mind shift crew facebook group I want to give a special shout out to Ozilia um Banks who's just like I said Banks like like the rapper (laughs) 
so sorry. Ozilia Wortham. That just took me out. Um, who stepped outside of her comfort zone and just was like, I'm, I'm really renewing my mindset. I'm shifting that mindset this week. Who's with me really had a transparent moment. And I really love that my crew rallied behind her. So I really give gratitude for just the voices of the people we've never met in spaces we've never set foot in cheering us on. I give thanks for all the people whom I've never had the blessing to share space with, but that pray for me and encourage me and cheer me on. I give thanks for every tiny little, what seems little, kind word that is said, that plants a seed, that brings forth a, an immeasurable harvest. The world is savable because of people like you and I'm extra happy and grateful for that okay guys I want to warn you this is gonna be really difficult for me today's episode because I'm gonna be super transparent and I gotta give a disclaimer first so I don't like to highlight something as a problem um I do highlight my growth areas for you guys. You guys know I'm all about transparency. I'm not about pretending. Manifestation journey is really easy and it's the evolution that's hard. Okay? Whereas you think your goal is to manifest this thing or this place or this person, really you're manifesting always the best version of yourself for your highest good. And as Mary Poppins would say, we sometimes spoonful of sugar it, but that's really what's happening when you think about all the ways in which you've grown. Well, this particular area of growth for me is in the category of love, right? So if we're talking about our big five areas, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, we would talk about emotion and spiritually when it comes to love. Um, I have a super big heart and I believe in fairy tales I am very childlike because the Bible says that nobody can enter into the kingdom of heaven unless they become like a child and that means like your faith right to keep that childlike wonder and to believe that anything's possible well when you have a heart like that and you're in this journey like I some of you that don't know my story (laughs) I wasn't always like this Um, my heart was very rigid guarded and because it was calloused. So in relationships, I, again, been engaged before several times. Um, the one that had the greatest impact, I was with the person for 16 years and engaged for five. And they broke my heart in such a way I never thought I would be open again. And um, great thing was I found out that I was able to love again. In fact, before I ended that relationship, I thought, who's going to want me and how am I ever going to love anybody again? How could I ever have the capacity? And with my journey um, with the Lord and being taught of the divine, he enlarged my heart and allowed me to see that all things were working for my good and that I was deserving of love and just be open to it. And so I met someone very soon, not, not too long after I ended it and all things were going great. I did the book, I did all that. And this man was just amazing. 
And what I found was, and here's the thing I'm going to be so honest with you guys. And so I asked you to bear with me because what we're talking about um, today is when we're talking about love and relationships, it's super important that you, how about I just talk and you get it? Um, not sure what this one is going to be titled, but I'll meditate and, and, and hear. I just want to be very, very transparent with you guys, because although I've talked about my ups and downs, I really have kept a lot from you because I don't want to impact your hope and your faith. And I think it's even more important to be real about what the journey can look like and that it is possible to still have faith. Okay. So for the last six years, I've been on and off with someone, um, And it's been pretty tumultuous, to say the least, because I see the propensity of what our relationship could be. When it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, they just disappear. And I would spend hours in prayer. And I shouldn't say the last six years because they're they're no longer a part of our, we no longer share a part of each other's story. So that those chapters have ended. But I want to talk to you about what it took to end it. I have come to understand that the biggest lesson for me to learn in this lesson of love and relationship is to never create an idol and to understand what it looks like when I don't fit into someone else's life. To really embrace and to wish them well. So just a disclaimer, we didn't recently end. It's been over. I was just really processing today because I was doing a session with a mentee and I was like, dang, like, pardon me guys, damn, you really have called me to help people in only the things that I've experienced. And one of the most difficult things to wrap my head around is that there's an oxymoronical position, posture that we're asked to meet right when walking this walk and and believing love even in spite of rejection love in the face of adversity love when those revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely love Even though you're mourning because love is the comfort, love. And keep faith and keep hope. Now abideth faith and hope. But the greatest of these is love. And so it's this oxymoron, constant existence, that we learn to navigate so that we don't internalize and begin to decree from a place of hurt. And so for me, I am still baffled at the fact of how much I was able to forgive because that hasn't, that wasn't where I was all those years, right? I held grudges and now I realize that my, my nature, our nature is to be forgiving. Our nature is to be loving. Our nature is to be, um, sacrificial and we do, our nature is to have issues with drawing boundaries, honestly, which is why we have to 
unlearn those those processes in order to live in love in a healthy way, right? And so what I learned from my therapist was um, just because I fail in one instance doesn't mean I haven't made progress. So it was the biggest thing because I would literally be manifesting this person. So when I mentor and I have a mentor named Sherelle and um, when I mentor people, when they want to manifest a specific person, one of the warnings I give is if they're not for your highest good, it's not going to happen. I don't care. I don't care. There are plenty of people that deal with the law of attraction. And remember, the law of attraction does work, but that's not what I talk about over here. But they deal with the law of attraction. There are some people who are like, there is no free will. You can get it. And I want to tell you that is completely true, but you're also dabbling in witchcraft. How would you like for someone to be manifesting something you have said in your mind that you don't want? I don't want you. I don't want you. You do not make me happy. And that person is steady to be manifesting you, scripting about you, all of that. Like that's why you have to walk a very fine line with that. There's a right way to do it. And then you must be willing to let go. And so in this journey, like I was man of like I would, we would break up and I would manifest them back. Like I can do that. I can do that right now if I wanted to. And each time that I would manifest them back, they would be better than they were before. And I would think, okay, this is it. And then they would fall off the face of the earth and it would be worse every time we would fall off. And then I would manifest them back because what I was really struggling with is the fact that growing up as a middle child, one of the things that I refuse to do is to complain about anything. It was really hard growing up. We were super poor. And so if my clothes were too tight, if my shoes had holes in them, I wasn't going to tell my mom because I know how hard she was struggling. And so I would just be silent. Um, when I would win awards and things, my mom would tell me she was proud of me. For the most part, because of the, the way we were growing up, it was never affirming me and telling me I was smart. It was telling me you're going to have to be a hundred times smarter because you're black and the world isn't set up for you like that. So you're going to have to be a hundred times better than the other person just to get basics. And so I believe that. And I understand that that was what my mom was taught. Uh, my biological father was nowhere to be found. And so I missed that big part, which I can admit now I needed a father that tell me that I was beautiful, that um, I was worth loving. And because my father would make promises and I believe it and they he would never show up, my heart got hardened and I internalized it as I just wasn't good enough for my dad to love me. And that really led to when I would have relationships. I had really good relationships at first, right? And then uh, when I fell in love, for real, for real, I remember them telling me, this was the one, you know, I was with for 16 years. I remember them telling me, I got to see that you're worth marrying. I'm, I got to see that you can be the wife that I need you to be before 
we solidify things. And right there, that's what triggered in my mind and attached to what I believed my dad's position was about me. And if only I could earn his love. That I got to a place where I was constantly looking for approval. That he will marry me when I meet his expectations. And all I got to do is change this and be this and do this and say the right things and dress a certain way and have my hair a certain way. I stopped wearing braids because they were like, um, those are devil ropes and I don't really like that. And so whereas wearing braids was a protective style and would help me, I decide, okay, I'll always wear it straight because that's what they like and I want them to be attracted. And so much so that when they would cheat, I would internalize them saying, well, I would hug you. I, like I said, I knew it was time to end it when I found myself begging for a hug. And they told me they would hug me if I were a little bit softer. So when that relationship ended, after the fact that I was just basically hanging in there because of the years spent, and because I didn't want to lose. I didn't want everybody to be like, I told you they were never going to get married. So my pride. The next relationship I got into, I thought it was better. But what I realized was I was in the exact same relationship, just different person. I remember sitting across the dinner table from them one night and they were like, you are perfect. There's just a couple of things I need to change about you. When they said that, I found myself again as a little girl who wasn't enough. And I set on the same path, living the same cycle. And I'm so very grateful because when I tell you guys that you are manifesting your highest good and that the divine will never let anyone destroy that. that I have the best friends and people that are in tune with the divine that will call me up and be like, let it go. And this last time that I let it go, I knew it was for good because I realized it wasn't me. did not have the capacity to love in the manner healthy enough for me that that didn't make them a bad person and that I wasn't going to get any brownie points or awards for being long suffering and staying I gave myself permission to leave sorry I hit the mic guys I gave myself permission to leave and move on And I realized that although I'm out of my mouth that I never said it, but my heart's posture, I stopped believing. Because, and I'm going to be very transparent, all day, every day, all that I do is give. I give up my time, I give up my gifts, I give up my talents. It's a joy to do it. I hope against all hope and I believe and there's just this one area 
that I just don't understand why it's not working. And what's the point? I will just stop. I won't even focus on that love part because I just don't want to be disappointed. To give you some context, this finally wrapped and ended completely like in August. So I've had some really great experiences with love since then. And when I say experiences with love, I'm not saying being in love with someone, but knowing that I am valued, I am loved. And I did an episode about it where I met the guy in LA and it was really awesome. But there has been a revelation since August of just how much the Lord wanted me to understand that I'm the apple of his eye and also that it's okay to say I'm pissed and it's also okay to say I'm sorry to myself and not hold it against myself for believing and having a big heart so I made a post talked about three ways to reopen and position your heart because you guys I swear that the moments of contrast, the enemy, I don't really mention that this often, but if our hearts can be closed and so is the access gate to heaven, the heart is the epicenter of where we grow our faith to believe the impossible, to see in the supernatural, to engage with the divine, the Godhead. And if we can live life beyond the 3D, beyond what we've gone through, beyond the heartbreak, then we see God. We can see God in everyone. We can see God in ourselves. And this is why the Bible says he is near to the brokenhearted. Because he absolutely understands That when your heart is broken, it literally feels like you can't breathe. And it's shattered. And I'm not crying from a place, emotional from a place of hurt. I'm just really in awe. And also, I'm not to a point yet where I can retell my story, this part of my story, without tears. And that's my humanity. And that's just how raw it gets. I've heard a lot of manifestation coaches talk about suck it up and stop whining don't acknowledge the 3d my feelings my broken heart is in 3d my broken heart was real your broken heart is real and there is redemption there is a putting together again and you just got to be patient with the process and know that when you let go of the things that don't serve you and stop trying to prove yourself as being worthy and embrace that you are worthy then love flows love comes you don't think about man i'm lonely again or i'm by myself again you you're you become focused on building a for like a fortified building instead of a sandcastle if that makes sense i thought love fell me because i was actually choosing people that were a part of a cycle that I wasn't aware of because what I was really broken hearted over wasn't the two men. I was really broken hearted over my dad. 
And because of my broken relationship with my dad, that's what made me believe that God didn't love me and I had to jump through hoops. Because who who am I? Who are you if your own father doesn't even love you? You mean you want me to believe that you, a father I cannot see, loves me when the person who helped create me won't even give me the time of day? I must have done something wrong. I must be unlovable. And when I allowed him to really uproot those things, I was able to breathe. (laughs) I was really able to exhale. I remember um, Dr. Ebony Speaks Hall, who's also my cousin, she suggested something and it really does work. Um, I actually amended what she suggested and I actually did it in a conversational form. But she suggested that I write a letter to my father, put it in an envelope, and even if I didn't know the address, still get it out, mail it, send it wherever. Don't put a return address, just mail it out. And I was like, he's not going to get it. And she's like, Kim, but it's therapeutic. And so I did it in a different way. But I needed to say it, acknowledge it, and let it go. Because I believe this was the final step in never removing myself from the pedestal. My father not being able to be there for any of his kids, let's be honest had nothing to do with his children and everything to do with him. I want to let you know just how crazy this journey can be. When I first started going live on Facebook, my biological father would actually log in, tune in, and make comments. How crazy is that, that you don't even speak to your child? After years of not speaking, you log on and just start talking. I was so pissed at this. I wanted to call him out in front of the thousands that were tuning in. Um, and the Lord just wouldn't let me. The Lord was like, knock it off. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't taint this space with that negativity. And finally, I remember when the Lord was like, the only reason why someone would do that is if they know they're proud of you, but they don't know how to say they're proud because they don't know how to say they're sorry. And one of the things that the Lord has called me to do is to be a point of grace and forgiveness for those who have never had it. And this journey has been full of turning the other cheek. The greatest thing about turning the other cheek for me is as soon as I turn the other cheek, I'm facing a different direction and it's the direction of my blessing. I've had so much more good than I have negative. And every time someone does me, as we say, dirty, there are 10 people that just bless me out of nowhere, some of whom, most of whom I've never met. I just want to encourage you, we all have our journey. We do. We're all human. And I want to just challenge you to embrace your story. Really honor the hurt, honor your feelings, and then turn toward better. I have no doubt that the love being cultivated for me is already on its way to me. 
I think it's even better that once I meet him, he will not have to dig up or uproot any of my daddy issues. I won't have to misunderstand a compliment from him thinking he's saying something because of a past relationship and they used to say it or they used to do it. Because literally it was like walking on eggshells trying to be perfect. I am so happy that I no longer have to be perfect feel the need to be perfect I never did and who I am is who I am and I'm a benefit and a blessing wherever I go I'm so glad that they will not have to be hurt by my unresolved issues because that's what's being cultivated in this manifestation journey we are holistically becoming who we need to be And that doesn't discount the progress that we've made. I am nowhere near who I used to be 16 years ago, who I used to be seven years ago, and who I used to be six years ago with each relationship. I've learned so much so I was going through and emptying my um, video folder and my phone and I saw a screenshot, I mean a screen recording of a text message that I had sent to the person that I was in a relationship with last. And the signs were all there that he did not have the emotional capacity. Like he had no emotional intelligence. It was there as plain as day. But because I wanted what I wanted, I couldn't see where they were at. And a part of that post where I talk about the three ways is really there are expectations that we have of people because we can see the potential. But don't look at the potential of a person Look at where they're at. Look at what they're showing you. And either give them grace or exit stage left. You're okay to do both. It's okay to let them go through their process without you. It's okay for you to go through your process without them. Draw healthy boundaries when things make you feel bad, when people make you feel bad, when songs trigger an emotion. Turn it off. Play another song. When a thought triggers an emotion, honor the emotion. Turn off the thought and have another thought. No one's given out awards for abuse. You don't have to take it. You can reopen your heart by forgiving yourself. Seeing people where they are and not basing your decisions off of your expectations. Or creating scenarios off of your expectations. And draw healthy boundaries so you can heal. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me a space to be transparent. We're in this journey together. And that's what I love. Yeah, I'm farther along than you. Manifested a lot of things. But we always, we all, we all have our growth points. We all do. And I'm proud of myself and I love myself because my heart has not diminished. It's even bigger and open and willing to love. And that, my friend, is a freedom, is a freedom no one can take away from me. I will never be in bondage again. And I wish the same for you. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. You know how to hit up the Cash App or the Venmo 
or um, the PayPal if you would like to buy coffee or whatever the case may be. Like, this has been a blessing, Kim. I just want to sell it to you. I'll take it and bless you on your journey. Um, info at KimberlyFitton.com. If you have any questions or hit up the inbox, join that Mind Shift Mentor group. And I want you to enjoy your weekend. Until next time.